Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you today? Welcome back to another edition of the Agents of Revival podcast. I pray that all is well with you and your soul and your spirit. And if it's not, baby, then I hope by the end of this message, you feel a little bit better. You feel a little bit good. You feel like I've just come in and gave you a warm hug. (laughs) Because I realize sometimes, especially with the world we live in today, Baby, sometimes you just need a hug. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've I've mentioned to you guys before in last season where one day I didn't know what I needed. And it was uh around the time that um I didn't even give y'all the title. I'll give y'all the title in a minute. <laughs> but you can see what the title says. But anywho, um we're still in a vision series and and I remember that time uh about September twentieth. Yeah, September twentieth was the date my godmother passed away last year and um and I remember just focused and what I mean by focus is focus on the details of everything that has to get done you know I kind of went in that that action mode clicked into action like I talked about yesterday because I remember when it when my grandmother passed away, I was just zoned out. You know, my grandmother's passing really broke me down. That was when I entered into the Job Wilderness season, as I've mentioned before several times on this podcast. Um, and so that was just like the straw to put the camel's back. Because right before my grandma passed away, my grandfather passed away. And a few months before her and a few months before him was my great aunt, which was my grandmother's sister. So back to back to back, literally one year's time, just the elders of my family, my paternal side of the family just died. And so it was really hard. And I remember at that time, just this crushing, this squeezing the life out of me since that I felt um, I didn't know how to function. You know, and, and thankfully I had people around me that were like, okay, hey, I need you to do this. I need to do that. One of those was my mother, my, my biological mother. She was like, hey, okay, I need to, I put this in place for you. I just need you to sign here. I need you to take care of this because I had to take care of the estate of my grandmother by myself. Um, because I was the executrix and the, um, the executrix of the estate. But before a person passes away, you become an America power attorney. So that was all those things legally. And so things couldn't get done without me, but I was in such a shock that I didn't know how to function, what to do. Just, I just was like zoned out, just trying to cope and and understand what happened. And, you know, I've talked before on the six stages of grief. I don't want to go through that right now, but I'm, I went in the beginning of just kind of like denying that this like really did just happen to me. And so bring you up to last year. When my godmother passed away and I was there with my godfather, um, I immediately went into action mode of like, okay, but I know he's trying to deal with the fact that he just lost his wife of 36 years. Their relationship was much longer than that. And so I was like, okay, but what can I do? And so I went into action mode of, okay, let me put this together. Let me put that together. Let me, and, and, and so I really couldn't 
process it myself until like that day had passed and, and the settle things settled. And the next day I went into the gym the next morning. And, you know, I know some people there from the gym. So some people knew because I had informed them because they also knew my godmother that, hey, this just happened. And then others didn't. And so one of the others in particular was, was a staff member. And I walked into the gym and and um, and the person, you know, greeted me and they immediately could tell something was wrong with me. And I was like, I just I just and, and so I was like, um, you know, yesterday my godmother passed away. And they immediately, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I was like, yeah, just, you know, I was there and it was just, you know, a hard time and I really haven't had time to process it. And so they asked me a question of what do you need? And in that question of what do I need, because my vision was so blurry of just the grief, because we're in the vision series where I'm talking about this particular example, I was like, I, I kind of stammered for a bit. And, and then finally my heart just poured out of my mouth in, in terms of what I needed. And I just said, I just need a hug. And baby, they jumped up so quick and came and gave me a hug. And, and it was so comforting. I just cried. I didn't even realize that's what I needed. I was so focused on the details and and everything that's going on and, and focusing on functioning and being strong for everybody else and, and focusing on just life continuing on you know with my own day-to-day stuff that I didn't even have time to process what I needed and I believe that God allowed me to share this example this morning because there's somebody out there that this is your word and whether you received it in this morning or you received it in the afternoon or evening receive it nonetheless because this is a word for you you did not stumble upon this word by happenstance or accident God is saying have you taken inventory and stopped for a moment To see what do you need. I know you think you need the money. I know you think you need the resource. I know you think you need everything else tangible that seems external. But God is saying, but have you checked in with your heart to really see what your heart needs? And so if it's a hug, be vulnerable enough to be honest with whoever God brings along your pathway. Don't judge them or think that there's no way that they can meet that need. Because I didn't think that the the staff member at the gym could meet that need. I mean, that person doesn't know me that well. But they were the person that I stumbled upon in that moment that was willing to not move because they recognized something was wrong. And so I just, I need a hug. And they were okay with giving me a hug. There's juice with the squeeze, baby. You never know. You never know what's going to pour out of you as somebody just comes and just gives you a nice squeeze of a hug. Some of, some of us need it. I'm not even going to say some of y'all. Some of us need it. There's so much comfort that comes from a hug. And this wasn't even direction that I was going to go with this message. I'm just going to flow with the spirit and y'all just allow me. Recently... Uh, you know, one of my little cousins, I talk about them all the time. They came over the house and, um, this one was, this was the, the two years, yeah, two years, old, two years old, came over the house and, um, it was early in the morning. So he was still sleepy. Now this isn't usual. Cause normally he's like up and wired and want to run around the house. But today 
uh, he was he was sleepy. And so he says, um, actually, he didn't say anything. He just walks towards me really slowly, wiping his eyes with a little pouty face, you know, cheek, them little cheeks and pouting faces. So it was like, oh, what's wrong? And so when he gets close to me, he just puts his arms up, which, you know, anybody knows that's the universal sign language of kids that you you want. They want you to pick them up. And so I said, OK, so I picked him up and he just laid his head down and just helped me. And at first, my focus was thinking what's wrong with him as anybody, you know, what's what's wrong with the kid? What's wrong with the person that needs a hug? OK, let me go into action mode. And, you know, try to solve that problem. And I felt the presence of God just say, no, just hold him. Just hold him and just be still in this moment. Just receive this moment. Just like last year with the person at the gym. Just receive this moment. Don't be focused on what you came here to do in terms of your workout and and what time it is and how much time you have left on the clock before you got to handle the rest of your business for the day. Just be still in this moment. And receive this hug. And so. I hugged the the child. And I felt. A comfort come over my heart. Because I had prior to hugging that child. Like so much that was going through my mind. Of what I had to do. That day. And it just it just washed away. In that moment. Of hugging this child. And then eventually the child went to sleep. But. It, it took a while before the child went to sleep. I, I mean, I think I was holding him for maybe like an, at least 45 minutes to an hour before he went to sleep. He was starting to go to sleep in like 30 minutes. But anybody that, you know, has nursed kids before, you know, or taking care of kids, babysit kids, whatever. You know that the moment you try to put that baby down or that child down, they eyes popping up and they wake, they back awake. And so I had moments where I was trying to like move him and I would see if he was still asleep uh, and then he would open his eyes. So it was like, okay, you're not asleep yet. But I just had that moment and a stillness came over the atmosphere came over my heart. The the cares and concerns of the day just washed away. And I felt better. I felt relaxed. That's the juice that came with the squeeze. Was relaxation. Relax is a blessing. Especially because we live in a time where everybody has to go. Everybody has to do. Everybody has to just be busy. Everybody has a schedule to keep. And so it is a blessing to just operate in a place of balance, of rest, of relax, of be still. And I received that blessing that day. And everything I had to get done for the rest of the day got done. But it got done in a better space, even in my heart, because I was able to just stop and rest in that moment while hugging the child. There's juice with the squeeze. You never know what that juice is going to bring you if you're so focused on not stopping to receive it. That goes with um, being pruned in life. And I'll get to a scripture in a moment. But when it comes to our visions for our lives, sometimes God has to take us on a journey we didn't want to go on. Sometimes life just happens and you feel squeezed on both sides. You feel like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You feel like 
man, I was trying to make it. I was trying to get things going and it's just not happening. And you don't know, you know, uh, what to do in that moment. Let's take a sip of water. And so you may feel overwhelmed and you may feel like this messy situation is not going to produce anything. This hard thing is not going to produce anything. It's uncomfortable. It's a hard life for you right now. It's um, tough to crack. And you just feel like, I don't think anything good can come from this. Maybe like me. In my Joe Wilderness season, you went through loved ones passing away. You may have lost a job. Your finances may have been attacked. And so now you're lacking in funds. Um, it could be that now you've become the caregiver of some elderly parents or grandparents. It could be that you thought the school semester was going to go one way and then now it's looking a different way. It could be that maybe um, you thought you could handle the assignment on your job and then and, and now you feel stretched to capacity and you're like, I'm overwhelmed. It could be that you have a horrible boss and you're, you, you want change. I mean, it, it goes across the board of whatever it is. Put your thing in there. It could be that your, your, your marriage isn't going the way you want it to, do, want it to go. And if it's a relationship, then baby, as I talked about before, and I'm going to talk about it some more this season, free yourself, okay? If it's a hard relationship that you're in and y'all just dating, I don't care if you're like, well, we're not really dating because we're we're long-term. If you're not married, you're dating. I don't care if it's 15 years. You're dating for 15 years, okay? Um, You can free yourself from that. It's not, you're not married. You can leave. You can uproot yourself. And, and you know what, let me, let me, I'm a pivot because I feel like I can go down a rabbit hole with that, but I'm a pivot from the relationships right now. Cause again, we going, we got a whole season to talk about relationships, but whatever it is that is blinding your vision right now of your life, the vision of your future that is blinding your happiness right now, that is that you're looking through rose colored glasses with, and you're not really seeing it clearly, whatever it is. Let this be your wake-up call that when you are ready to remove the outer film that is blocking you from seeing clearly and you stop fighting the squeeze, it's in the squeeze that the juice is produced. Think about it in terms of an orange or a lemon even a grape, (laughs) you know, when you receive an orange or a lemon for this example, some are hard, some are solid, even a lime. It's a, it's a round type of oval shaped ball. And so you have it in your hand and it feels a little firm. And so in its, in its uh, state in that moment of just being round off the, off the shelf, of the grocery store, or if you have a, a um, tree and you pick it off of your tree, it's in a state that is not its best self. Now, granted, you can take the skin of it and you can, um, you know, grate it and or zest it and get some of the essence out of it and use it to bake it and, and do different things with it. But in its just hardened state, it, there's nothing 
That can be done with it. But just look at it and it's pretty. Maybe smell it. Just get the scent and that's it. But when you decide to cut open that lime, that orange, that lemon. And you start to squeeze it. That's when the best of what it has to offer you comes pouring out. That's when what was once just this hard lemon, lime, or orange can become orange juice, lemonade, um, limeade. It can become flavor for cakes and, and tacos and uh, it, it can become part of a fruit salad. And I mean, there's so many things that can come from the squeeze it's limitless so what would that mean in terms of your life when you're going through a crushing a hard season and it seems like there's nothing that can be produced out of this hard thing if you allow the cutting away of the exterior to be removed in your life it's the it's the things that's not really that good. I mean, it can it can be used and transformed to be good, but in its natural state, if you eat a dry, I mean, if you eat the the peel of the orange right there, it's not really that good. Now, you can take it, transform it, candy it, and then get some flavor out of it, but just if you go and bite into the orange as it is, it's not good to eat. Same thing with the lemon or the lime. And I know some people that do that with lemons. I mean, it just blows my mind that you can just take a whole lemon and then start biting it like it's an apple. But to each his own. <laughs> but the best comes from cutting it open and squeezing it out. And so you may be going through that in your life. And God is saying, if you allow me to cut away the dead stuff that is no longer needed and squeeze prune basically is what that's called the squeezing spiritually is called pruning if you allow me to cut away and prune crush purify what no longer can serve purpose or value anymore you will see the juice the beauty the goodness the mm -mm -mm good in it but you got to get through it you know i made a cake over the holidays and I actually made two of them, actually, because I made it for somebody's birthday at one point. And people loved this so much. They was like, oh, you got to bake it again. And so I wound up baking it a second time. And um, the second time again, it was like, man, people just ate that thing up so fast. But anyway, I used lemon and oranges for it. Now, when I zested it, it gave us some flavor that the zest is from the skin. It gave us some flavor, and so it was nice. Mm -hmm. But when I used some of that juice in it, that's when the moistness came into the cake. And that's when the extra burst of flavor came into the cake. And then when I used the juice and then also simmered it down and made a, a, um, a icing with it, and it was like, oh, my goodness, this took the cake to a whole nother level. Now, in a state of just a solid orange, a solid lemon, it wasn't useful for my cake. The zest was good. The skin was good. And it gave it some flavor. But the best part of it came when I sliced it open and squeezed the juice out. And then that's when the, it became more potent. And that's when it became more good for people to eat. <laughs> and so 
God is saying, let me do the squeezing in your life. Let me squeeze away some friendships. Let me squeeze away this relationship that you've been dating for a while now. And it, you know it's not going nowhere. You hoping it's going to go somewhere. But God has showed you time and time again. People have even told you this is not the relationship for you. This is not the best person for you. And you keep holding on to it. And so God is saying, let me squeeze. Let me cut away what's no longer working. And let me squeeze. See, after I zested off all the skin of the orange and the lemon, it no longer served purpose anymore. Now it's just the outer hard white shell. But when I cut it open and squeezed the juice out, now it I was able to get more out of the orange, more out of the lemon. When you allow God to take you through a pruning process, it is a cutting away and a squeezing season that God does in your life, but it's only temporarily. It is used to produce the best fruit out of your life so that when the harvest comes, aka when the cake is baked and iced, and is ready for consuming, meaning ready for people to partake in you. Oh my gosh, people can't get enough of you because you're so good. Because you allow God to take you through a process. And so we see this in the Bible with, um, you know what? I'm going to go actually and talk about John chapter 15 before I get into this other story. But, um, John chapter 15 says this. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes or squeezes and cuts away the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. I'm going to read that sentence again. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You may have been fruitful up until this point. And then you suddenly felt like things started to crash around you. As I said before, I believe that this is not just my word um, of 2024 for the agents of revival. But because you are drawn to his ministry, you can receive it as yours too. That God is saying stretch to capacity. I am stretching you to capacity to sustain you. Because the other part of that word is sustainability. Let God prune you. You may have been producing on one level. But to, in order to get to that next level, you got to be pruned some more. You got to be squeezed some more. You got to have some cutting away happen. Because yes, you produce fruit this far, but no more. God wants to get even more out of you. And you want to see more. You're praying for more blessings. You're praying for more abundance. You're praying for God to bless you in such a way where you feel an over an overabundance of joy. But it comes in the squeeze. You got to allow the, the uncomfortable thing to happen in order for the comfortable thing to manifest. And so that may be you... Cutting away or allowing God to cut away some friendships in your life. It could be God shifting you from one job to another job. Or God stretching you to get more education in an area that you felt like you didn't need it in. Maybe you thought that, okay, I'm good here. You know, I remember a story my, my spiritual mentor told me, and I think she'll be okay with me telling this, where she was a teacher. 
at this time years ago and she was found being a teacher and you know suddenly she found herself indirectly doing principal things now she just thought she was just helping out the principal at that time of her school but little did she know that was part of the trajectory that god was placing her on until he then one day said to her now i want you to go and get your degree to become a principal and she was like uh no i did all my years of schooling to get this degree to get to be a teacher i don't want to be a principal she didn't realize at the time that god was stretching her to capacity he knew that she had more room in her to receive than what she thought and so sure enough you know eventually she did go ahead for that degree and she became a principal and then she thought, okay, well, she would retire as a principal and that would be it. But no, then God said, okay, now when you retire, I want you to go back into school to get your, um, your ministry license and become a minister. And it, it's all been building her up to the level that she is now. And then I'm sure God has more room for her because she's still here. And as long as you have breath in your body, then that means that God still has a purpose for your life. So you got to allow God to, to prune you, to purify you, to take you through a, a crushing season. It may be uncomfortable. You may not like the squeeze right now. It, it don't feel good. And, and a lot of times we make the instructions um, seem stressful. How do I, you know, I don't want to say that we allow the instructions that God give us that are so simple to then become mountains in our lives. It, it's like the saying you made a mountain out of a molehill. It was small. It was a simple step he gave you. But because you did not see it the right way, because your vision was blurred or your vision was tainted or distorted. You viewed it as a bigger obstacle than what it was. And God was only trying to say it. But if you allow me to do, if you look at, if, if you have one in your house, I would encourage you to do this. Go get a lemon or a lime and slice it open. Now, if you take both those halves and put it back together, you realize that that little line that that blade made in order to cut it open was a little line. It wasn't that big of a cut to get it open. Now, you thinking about the cut may have made it bigger, but it actually wasn't a big cut at all. What are you fighting God against of a cut he's trying to make in your life? Where are you fighting God where he's trying to squeeze you in order to position you for purpose, in order to get the best out of your life? What are you fighting him on? Because as long as you keep fighting him on that, you can never get the this that you want. You can never get to the there that you desire to be. Because you keep wanting to fight him on it. God has victory for us all. He has blessings for us all. God is not a God that says, oh, I already blessed the generation. So I don't have blessings for the next generation. Yeah, he still does. But it's up to us to stop fighting it. And allow him to squeeze us. Allow the uncomfortableness to happen. Yeah, the breaking point has to come. But just like with the orange and the lemon that you sliced open. Yeah, it was broken in the middle. 
But if you put it back together, it really wasn't that big of a cut at all. And in that cut produced even more of a harvest because you can do so much more with those lemon slices, with those orange slices, with the juice of the lemon or the orange. Heck, you can even take the seeds and go plant them in a garden and then grow a tree. There's so much more that can be produced from it when you allow the cutting, the squeezing to happen. And so last story before we go. Um, because we're running out of time is the healing of Naaman in second Kings chapter five. Here is this general who this commander of an army who was told, um, he had leprosy at a skin condition and he was told what to do in order to be healed. And so if you drop down with me to, uh, let's start at verse. Let's start at verse um, Number nine. Verse number nine says, so Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's or Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. So basically what the prophet Elisha is saying is if you go and take this simple instruction that God is giving you, you'll see the victory. If you go and take this simple instruction of removing yourself from this situation, of ending that friendship, of ending that relationship, you'll see the victory that I have for you of what you're actually praying for me for. I'm going to bless you with it. Is what basically God is saying to you, but he's saying through this story. And so we see what happens with Naaman. Unfortunately, Naaman didn't receive that with joy or glee in his heart to say, Oh, bet. Yay, golly. Let's go do it. No, Naaman gets angry and he walks away. It says stalked away. So I think about that in terms of like he was stumping his feet while he walked away. Angry. I thought he would certainly come out to me and meet me. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call out the name of the Lord. His God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana and the Faphar better than any of the rivers of Israel? Those dirty rivers. Why, why would he want me to go wash in that dirty river and be healed? Oh, no. That simple instruction to go wash myself and I'll be healed. That simple instruction God's asking me to do to go break up with that friend. And, and then he'll send me an abundance of better friends that are going to be tied to my assignment and my journey, my destiny. Oh, no. I've been from this person for X many years. Oh, no. God wants me to end this relationship. No, but that booty call been good, though. No, I ain't trying to end that relationship. But but God going to eventually bless me with a wife. No, I'm not. Mm -mm, mm -mm, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather keep just settling for this relationship here. See, I'm giving you these examples because this is how you sound to God. Okay. And some of y'all may be laughing at me saying this, but this is how you sound <laughs> to God. And God's like, man, I'm, but I have a wife for you. I have a husband for you. I have provision for you. I have better friends for you. I have a healthier environment and connections and healing in your family dynamic. If you just pull away for a season, because I need to use you to heal them. They got to see the healing done in you first. Somebody got to be willing to take a stand first. Somebody got to be willing to be set free first. Somebody got to be willing to get out of the barrel first to see the victory financially of freedom first. And I'm trying to do that in your life. 
A simple instruction of pull away for a season. A simple instruction of end that relationship. A simple instruction of change jobs. A simple instruction of move to this location and God's telling you to move. And you're making a mountain out of a molehill. And you're like, oh no. God is asking me to do too much, something too hard. That is too challenging. That is the stinking thinking and the limitedness of the enemy lying to you in your mind to say you can't do it. But you can do anything you put your mind to. Mind over matter. You just got to care enough about it. It has to matter enough to you to change your mind. That's what repentance is. It's a changing of your mind to turn away from what was, was, once was in order to receive what is. There's juice with the squeeze. But you got to be willing to allow God to squeeze you first to see the blessing. And so Naaman eventually did do it. And he felt silly in the end. Because he realized that all that sulking, all that anger, all that trash talking, all of that kicking rocks and, and, and all the delay. All it did was just delay the inevitable. He wound up seeing victory and it was only because somebody had enough sense, enough wisdom to say to him, if you was asked to do something hard, wouldn't you have done it? And so why are you upset that God told you to do something easy? You're making it bigger. You're making it seem like it's too hard to do. No, all it, cha- all it takes is a changed mind. That's it. So take these words, apply it to your life, be encouraged, allow God to squeeze you. Because I promise, ooh, baby, the juice is in the squeeze. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give his shalom, give his peace. Take care. Love you guys. Bye now.